The Aggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Uh-oh. Stockton on the three. The high schools. Also's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Back in the saddle again. Eric France and Jason Walker here. Good to be back. Uh, seems like everything's still mostly in order here. I don't yeah. see things too much out of order. Nothing's on fire. Uh, buttons still work. <laughs> like they're supposed to. Yeah, everything seems to have worked just fine. Uh, bit of an adventure. You know, coughing a ton. Trying to get through it on my own. <laughs> But I think we managed. Hopefully, I didn't drive away all the listeners. <laughs> like, oh, it's just this guy again. He's like, oh, more? Uh, no, I appreciate you holding down the fort while I was away. Uh, it's good to take a little bit of a breather before we get into the crazy season. And it's upon us. It starts here real soon. Yeah, real soon. Today's kind of a quiet day for us. We, we struggle to come up with some topics, but it's about to explode. Yes, uh, Utah State holds their own media day tomorrow, so we're going to have a ton of audio. We, we, it'll be impossible for us to get through all of it tomorrow. So we're going to space it out and try to get to as much as we can uh, on the show. We will provide um, the, the interviews that we do on our podcast feed, so you can go back and, and listen to what the coaches say, what the players are saying, because uh, I'm, I'm going to be up there. Al Lewis is going to be up there. I know, Jason, you're not able to be there tomorrow, and that's yeah. we feel bad for you. Unfortunately, unfortunately. I have other previous commitments. Yes, but uh, Al and I, we've put together our own lists, and we, we're, we're going to talk to a lot of people. Um, but the football camp for Utah State starts this weekend. Yeah, football's really getting into gear. You know, Utah State reporting to – to camp, uh, and the NFL, they're reporting to camp. So football season has pretty much begun, and, and obviously high schools are doing their thing. Yeah, that's true. They're already doing their camps and their two-a-days because their seasons begin August 12th. That's like two and a half weeks away. Yeah, we're it's right on top of us. So football is it is this close. You know, to, to us being able to watch games, the Hall of Fame game is probably not too far off, I, I don't think. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's going to start going. We're going to start seeing, you know, a glimpse of fall. We've still got another, you know, month and a half or whatnot until actual fall. But, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right. We're going to get a heavy dose of football, which is great. Um, and uh, we'll be able to cast aside – some of the speculation. We'll still have some speculation up until the first game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll be able to hear directly from players how the offseason has gone, some of these new players whom we haven't been able to see perform in an Aggie uniform yet. So we'll get to know them a little bit better. And how do they how do they approach this year after such a tremendous year last season? Yeah. We'll get some, you know, hard depth charts, or at least I, I say hard. It's usually the depth chart is – 
this person or this person next spot, <laughs> this person or this person or this person. So they'll they usually at least hand out a depth chart at their uh, their media day. So we'll get an idea of where the coaches think everything is at now. And then at the end of fall camp, I don't know if they provide one at the end of fall camp, but I mean, we'll get to see. They hold a scrimmage at some point, right? Right. They're they, going to have two scrimmages yeah. uh, that they will hold. Um, I don't have those in front of me right now, but practices are going to be closed yeah, this so, year, which is a bit of a change from what it's been in years past. Yeah, usually they have some open practices and then a bunch of closed ones. So our best opportunity to see these guys before their first game is going to be these two scrimmages. So we'll we'll definitely have to we'll be reporting on those, get a good good look at some of these guys because there's a lot of guys that have showed up since spring ball and right. some guys who will have kind of come back from injuries. So we'll get our first good look at a bunch of guys and some incoming transfers. Yeah, um, and there are some uh, newcomers to the roster besides just the, the transfers that we saw in the spring. Uh, you touched on this uh, new running back that's joining the Aggies here who spent time at Utah, among other places. But um, it sounds like uh, there's a new uh, offensive lineman joining the ranks as well. Yeah, I believe he's from Russia originally. Um but he's most recently spent time uh, in San Mateo College. That's Tom Brady's hometown, by the way. Oh, really? So uh, he didn't go to San Mateo College. But, <laughs> um, so that's where he spent, I believe, at least the last two years. Um, yeah, the the name, let's see if I can pronounce it, Nikita Luferev, Luferev I think. Um, pronunciation's iffy at this point. We're at the stage where I haven't learned to pronounce anybody's names yet. <laughs> I have to, you know, get the media guide, get the pronunciation guide, hear them, you know, on the radio or on the TV. Then we start getting things down. But, uh, you know, he's a six foot six, 295-pound offensive tackle. That's some good size uh, for someone coming to Utah State. You know, someone who's right on that 300 pounds, you know, where usually Utah State struggles to get the 300-pound lineman which is where they can struggle sometimes in terms of size. But so. uh, the video that I saw when he announced that he was committing and coming to Utah State, he didn't look really big, though. Yeah. he might. Maybe he's fudging that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's like 275. <laughs> I don't know. Six foot six, you can carry a lot of weight. That's um, true. That's true. So I guess we'll see if that 295 pounds is really – they usually do kind of fudge the height and weight uh, for some guys. So maybe I shouldn't give him the full credit for being almost 300 pounds. <laughs> but still, you know, big kid, uh, you know, good depth pickup. I don't know if he'll be in contention to start. I know they've got Alfred Edwards on the left. Um, Jacob South, he was the right tackle. I don't know if he's going to stay there. He might, I don't know if he's going to move down to guard or something like that. He, he may stay at tackle, so we'll see. Since they lost Quasel White, one of their guards, they may move some guys around. Um, I don't know if South will do that. Maybe Edwards. Who knows? So we'll see. I don't know if if Nikita here can move to guard. He might be a little too big for that. But but, but he's coming into an offensive line that has a lot of experience. Yeah. And uh, is and really has some depth already, and this just adds to that depth. Yeah. So I don't think you can have too much depth on the offensive line. Yeah, you always like to have. You like to have too much depth on the offensive line because if one or two guys goes down, you like to be able to replace them. Usually you like to have at least six offensive linemen. Um, you know, that way you can 
deal with injuries or somebody goes out or maybe need to rotate through a couple of linemen. Um, you like to have seven. That's a more ideal number because then maybe you can have some more versatile because if you only have six, then one of those guys has to be able to play just about every single position, which is kind of rare for a college offensive lineman, especially Utah State. So just getting more and more guys. You know, you have, I think, Wyatt Bowles, he was the guy that he's looking like he's going to be, you know, a reserve offensive lineman, probably on the interior offensive line. And uh, Nikita here could be kind of a, you know, maybe play either tackle slot if either Edwards or South goes down. Uh, speaking of Edwards, uh, name to the Outland Trophy watch list. I don't know if you mentioned that yesterday. Oh, I, I didn't see that. So, um, And so he's uh, one of just uh, a, a few, I guess there were six uh, Mountain West players who made that list. So there's pick an awards watch list that's out there, and there's a good chance there's an Aggie on that list. Um, yeah. So there's the Outland Trophy, which goes to the, uh, the, the top interior lineman. Uh, and then today, another one. You said the interior lineman? Uh, well, that's interesting that it said. Because Edwards is a tackle. A, yeah, that's true. He's, he's not interior. Um, I think it's just offensive lineman. I think that may be a bit of a mistake by the Mountain West and how they released that. Uh, but then Stephen Constantly today was uh, named to the Ray Guy Award watch list, which goes to the top uh, kicker in the country, top punter. Top punter. Yes. Kickers, the Lou Groza. Yeah, Lou Groza. Oh, you're right. This is specifically to punters. Yeah, they have an an award for every single position. It seems like, with the exception maybe being offensive tackle and offensive guard may end up doubling up. You know, left and right guard. I think center has its own award, and so does like long snapper. It's like <laughs> there's it's, a lot of them out there. there there's a ton of them, and. It is watch watch list season. I mean, I saw one tweet that basically said, "Congratulations on being named to a to a watch list." <laughs> yes, you. Yeah, that's right. It's just about everybody. Just everyone. I think there was forty five, forty. Uh, oh, I wrote it down. Forty nine players on the Ray Guy watch list. Again, one hundred and twenty eight uh, FBS teams this year. So, so basically, if you were on a squad last year and you're returning, probably a good chance you're on the list. Yeah, basically. I mean, if you look at it, uh, constantly he was, uh, I, I can't say his name, Cotsonly. I I keep trying to say like constantly or something like that. <laughs> in, that's his name. But he ranked, in terms of net punting yards, he ranked 41st. That's not exactly like top punter in the nation material. It's good. It's it's. Great. I mean, he's and he's the only one from the Mountain West to make the Ray Guy watch list. So he's good, definitely above average, potentially best in the Mountain West. But like, you're putting him on a watch list for literally the best punter in the nation. It's a little excessive. True, but at the same time, it's this is where you were a year ago, and maybe there's an expectation that you're going to improve and get better the following year. And if you were already a top third punter in the country last year, then well, maybe we can project that you'll be even higher the following year. But, yes, these, these watch lists are pretty broad on who they include on there. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, it still feels nice to have a couple of returning Aggies get some recognition and some, um, some honors for what they've done before because these are mostly recognitions of what you did last year. Yeah, basically. And and really what they are is it's kind of 
the lifeblood for getting recognition to G5 schools because otherwise they don't get this kind of recognition. They usually aren't winning these awards in a lot of cases. Uh, they, they do win them sometimes, you know, often enough. I mean, Mountain West Punter won the Ray Guy Award last year. Yeah, true. So, but like I said, they're, they're usually not the best players, but they get some recognition before the season. It gives the athletic department something to do, you know, because if you type in, when I typed in Ray Guy watch list, I was just trying to find the list. But it's just a Google page full of press releases from all <laughs> from <every> 49 <laughs> schools that had their puncher get on the Ray Guy list. And it's the same thing for type in every list, you know, the Outland, you know, Maxwell, the, yeah, Maxwell Davey O'Brien, the Butkus Award and all that, which is still like the best name for <laughs> <laughs> best linebacker, I believe, the, the Dick Butkus Award. Uh, yes, yes, I think you're right. But, um, but it, it, it's nice, though, to see Utah State players getting on some of these lists and some of this recognition because they, they didn't receive enough recognition in the Mountain West preseason uh, teams that came out. And I'm sure you already talked about that while yeah. I was out. But um, It's not that they didn't receive enough recognition. They, yeah, didn't, they didn't receive, receive any. any. <laughs> Nothing. Nada. From the reigning conference champions. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, go, I, I, I went over that. <laughs> Every every one of the top three for each division had at least three people in the All Mountain West teams, except Utah State. They had zero. Two three zero five on the full court press text line. Just tuned in, but did you say a tackle was not an interior lineman? Offensive tackle. Offensive tackle is not an interior lineman. They are almost explicitly in the outer because they're on the end, unless there's a tight end there. A, a defensive tackle is very much an interior lineman. Yes. But an offensive tackle uh, is not an interior lineman. That's the that's the guard center guard are the interiors. He skipped over 9315. He talked about what we did yesterday. Oh, sorry. So much better than all the RSL talk in text yesterday. Go Aggies. Oh. <laughs> I started off with the fact that I went to the RSL game on Saturday and how much I didn't like it. And then also talked about how there's not too many RSL fans <laughs> listening to this, so. But I had to get that off my chest. It was just such a bad game. So, Probably a good thing I didn't put it on part of our, uh, a pick six that wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, if you would have put RSO wins by two and a half goals, I still would have picked the under, and I would have been right this time. 435 <laughs> if you want to chime in on our full court press text line. Um, a couple of awards, uh, watch lists. I should make that clear. It's just a watch list. A couple of Aggies, a couple more Aggies on these lists. Um, and um, t- in anticipation of Utah State Media Day coming up tomorrow as Utah State opens up their fall football camp this weekend. If you want to chime in as we get ready for the football season, 2305, uh, texting in. If that's the case, what award does an offensive tackle get or uh, category? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I was just looking it up because I saw that text, and the Allen Trophy just might be for best offensive lineman. Yeah, that may have been just a, a mistake of of syntax there from yeah. the uh, Mountain West and how they... But sometimes there's, like, multiple awards for some of these. I mean, the Maxwell Award is, like, a best player, but the Heisman is also a thing. Um, of course, I'm just looking at Google and it says, what's the college award for best offensive lineman? It says the 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 Joe Moore Award. I don't know if that's a... But again, I don't know if that's a 
Yeah, again, th- a lot of times there's like multiple organizations because all these trophies are sponsored by like a specific organization. Right. And so sometimes there's multiple ones I've seen like, you know, multiple awards for the same position. I think there might be multiple quarterback ones. Um, but the Davy O'Brien is is the most well-known one. I'd have to look up all the different um, names of the awards. But yeah, it's it's a confusing list. And all all the different organizations have their different awards, which we have to keep track of all those now. So, so the Outland Trophy has been given to the best interior lineman in college football since 1946. And they list Alfred Edwards as uh, as a candidate for the Outland Trophy Award. Maybe they define interior lineman as everything inside of a tight end. I don't know if that's the case. Because, I mean, in original football, like in 1946 football, interior offensive linemen would have included tackles because a lot of them would have still been running the uh, those T formations and the wing tees where, the, the you know... You yeah. had an end on either end of the, your formation, so. Yeah, he is listed as a left tackle. So, I, I think you're probably right. I think maybe it's a, it's a, gen, a general term for offensive linemen, but they say interior linemen, but not as to the most specific uh, definition of what a interior lineman. Yeah, I think could we're be. just. I think I'm just working with my modern thought of what an interior offensive lineman is, and that's guard, center, guard. But I guess. Uh, 2305, if you're a tackle, you don't split out, so you are considered an interior lineman, I believe. And that, that could be okay, it. Yeah, that could be it. Like I said, I'm just thinking of a, the, the more modern when I think of interior offensive lineman, it's, it's guard, center, guard. But not everyone works with my definitions. So. <laughs> uh, 9315, the Mountain West has a bunch of – Jokers, how much did they pay people to not vote for Aggies is the real question. I think it's $35. <laughs> I didn't receive the paycheck. I don't know. Of course, we didn't get, I didn't did, get a did vote. Did you not vote for them? I didn't get a vote. Didn't get a vote. They actually went back to media voting this year because I think they used to do coaches and, and whatnot for the last four or five years. Well, I know there's a, a group that does their own media postseason awards. Yeah, I think um, it's because uh, because the Mountain West uh, didn't include media, and so a group of media people banded together and said, "We're going to do our own." Well, that's, I, I see. I thought the Mountain West did that for the preseason, and like they went internal and kind of exclude the media for both. It could be. And so I don't know. That's why I say when I saw that the media voted on the preseason, I thought maybe they went back to that. Maybe they just haven't been paying attention to that aspect because yeah, the end of season awards have been, you know, basically the coaches voting. Maybe they're still going with that, and they just let the media vote for the preseason. I think it's dumb that the postseason awards, because those are usually the dumb ones. Because the coaches just, they have, you know, I explained this, where they basically have this weird criteria. Like, for instance, when, um, you know, the coach, coach of the year last year, they just gave it to the San Diego State head coach because he had the best record. And yeah. that's that. And then, you know, Namish Keta, when he got robbed of the player of the year a couple years back, they just gave it to the supposedly best player on the team that had the best regular season record. It's just old, you know, old thinking. That's what all these coaches are. Right. And there's that debate, you know, do you, uh, which do you give it to the, the, the coach or in this case, the, the player who had the most impact on the season 
or the way that you determine an MVP, because we've had these discussions before too. If you look at any league, uh, college or professional, how do you determine who the MVP is? Because there's no real set criteria. Yeah, it's it's all kind of just what you think it is. But like I said, they just who is the most valuable yeah. player. But it, it it was just pretty clear that Keta had a bigger impact. Like, oh, who, oh shoot, I forgot his name. The San Diego State guy who won it, um, Matt Mitchell. Like, he was probably, if you look at impact, probably third. There were other players that had a bigger, including Keta, bigger impact. But it was just, oh, he's the best player on the best team. Okay, that's it. They didn't think about it at all. It was just best player on best team, which is a terrible way to think about it. Right, because the other way to look at it is if you you took that one player out of that team mix-up, match-up, I should say, and how that team is, is made up, would that team still succeed at the level that they are. Yeah. Or that would have been close. Obviously they wouldn't have been the same team, but Right. I mean if if you take that one guy out, would they still be a top team? Or would they be a totally different team? Yeah. Kenda was a complete linchpin of that Aggie team. Take him out and they would have been terrible. Huge difference maker. So absolutely. Uh all right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna take a, t- a timeout here on the full court press. When we come back Number, where are we at number now? Number 18. Yep, On our top 25 Aggies of 2022. Continuing to count down, leading up to number one, in anticipation of the start of the college football season for Utah State University. Number 18 on our list. Who do you think it is? Uh, Do you agree with our rankings so far? Uh, We'll also get to some of our honorable mentions. I know, Jason, you got to a few of those. Uh, We'll get to a few more as we get ready for Utah State's Media Day tomorrow. But uh, it's all coming up. The start of the football season is getting close, which is awesome. Uh, but before we do that, uh, it's it's been hot. Uh, what was it, like 97 degrees out there today? Yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. It was not, not fun. Uh, by the way, I was in San Francisco last week, and it was 57. <laughs> it was crazy. A little, little cooler. It was a little, a little cooler. Um, but the hot weather can be tough on your vehicle. And uh, that's why you need to take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change at 695 North Main in Logan. They've got Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil. And uh, plus, the, the, the best thing about Valvoline Instant Oil Change, they get you back out on the road quickly. So it doesn't take too much of your time. That's Valvoline Instant Oil Change. This is Jason Wynn with the Cache County Fire District. Due to the current and forecasted weather conditions coupled with extremely dry vegetation conditions in northern Utah, the state forester has determined the measures must be taken to prevent ignition of forest and rangeland fires. Therefore, pursuant to Utah state law, the following acts are prohibited. Number one, no open fires of any kind except within established public facilities, improved campgrounds, picnic areas, or impermanently constructed fire pits at private homes where running water is present. Two, smoking except within an enclosed vehicle, trailer, or building, a developed recreation site, or while stopped in an area that is paved or free from dry vegetation. Number three, discharging or using any fireworks, tracer ammunition, or other pyrotechnic devices including exploding targets. Four, cutting, welding, or grinding metal in areas of dry vegetation. Number five, operating a motorcycle, chainsaw, ATV, or other small internal combustion engines without an approved or working spark arrestor. These restrictions are for all unincorporated private and all state lands. This order does not affect private lands within incorporated towns or city limits. Any of the above acts is a violation of state law and is punishable by up to six months in jail and a fine of up to $1,000. 
Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. For the second year in a row, Advanced Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalist for Best of Northern Utah in the AC and HVAC category. They thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company. You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advanced Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advancedheating-ac.com. With inflation at record highs, why buy new if you can repair your current machine? Daryl's Appliances factory trained technicians spend hundreds of hours in training each year to ensure your appliance is repaired right the first time. You can have peace of mind. They offer no risk service, meaning if you want to purchase new instead of repair, you can apply up to $95 of your service call towards an appliance purchase. See store for details. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, The Fan is teaming up with Schreiber Foods to help the food pantry. Schreiber Foods is celebrating 50 years in Cache Valley, and to celebrate, they want to help the food pantry out. So... Uh, one item that the food pantry can really use is birthday cake. And if you can, um, drop off a box or two of birthday cake mix at the food pantry this week. Donations can be made at all these marketplace locations and Sam's Club, besides dropping it off there at the uh, the food pantry. Um, plus, they're going to make like the world's largest dish of macaroni and cheese coming up this weekend on Friday. Sounds delicious. Yes. They should probably wait until all the college students are here. <laughs> Do they, they make it, but then I guess to uh, qualify for the, the Guinness, the people actually have to eat it. The whole thing? So it has to be edible. It can't be like a gimmick. I mean, it is a gimmick, but you yeah. have to actually, it really has to be edible. It can't be just something that looks edible, but isn't really just to get the Why on earth would you do that? I guess it's just a publicity thing, get people to... To see your brand, I guess. I, I guess I, I was questioning, it, and then I realized exactly why they're doing it. And it's a it's a PR thing, publicity. And, and so the CEO can hang a plaque in his room. <laughs> Biggest bowl of macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yes, my company. But people get to eat it. That's true. So I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's you, a good thing. It's a good fun community thing. I shouldn't I shouldn't knock him as being you know I shouldn't be too cynical about it. It is a cool fun community thing. So. 
Uh, let's see. Continue our countdown of top 25 Aggies for the 2022 season. We get to our list, and uh, Al Lewis counts us down on number 18 today. Number 18 on our Cash Valley Media Group's list of top 25 Aggies is cornerback Andre Grayson. Grayson wears number 21. He has been a starter in his Utah State career, but last year played off the bench in every single game and missed just one last year on the season. So he's always been a guy who's been around the football from the secondary. Last year, his stats kind of show that. He ended up as the 13th leading tackler on the team with a total of 30 tackles. He had three tackles for a loss and one sack, plus he also broke up three passes. Andre Grayson came to Utah State from Rancho Cucamonga, California in Amano High School where he was an all-baseline player as a defensive back, redshirted his first year here, able to play 12 games in his freshman season, and then played all 13 games before the COVID year, played four, and then got back into most of the games last year. So, number 18 on the list, Andre Grayson. Andre Grayson at number 18. Um, look, that's, that's an experienced secondary this year. For Utah State, I mean, earlier we were talking about the experience and depth of the offensive line. Utah State has a lot of experience and depth in its secondary this year, and Andre Grayson, absolutely a part of that. Yeah, and a lot of guys who have been here at Utah State for several years, other places, they're kind of inundated with transfers, like wide receivers full of guys who haven't even been here until this spring. But yeah, corner, it's, it's like all experienced Aggies been here for two or three years. You know, Grayson's been here for like four years. So, yeah, lots of experience, like you said. And it can be a little iffy, you know, when their Utah State recruits are not always as athletic or big, but you do value that experience. And sometimes a corner that experience can be more valuable than size because that's, you know, when you're playing in the corner, you know, you know in the secondary, you got to be smart and you got to know what you're doing because blown coverages lose games. They are on an island. Uh, and they have to make quick decisions, uh, have to respond quickly, and understand a, a lot of the movement that's going on, uh, or you know, before the the, the pre snap and all of that. So because it's going to be coming their way, and there's a lot they have to do. Uh, Grayson had a great uh, freshman year um, in 2019. He really exploded on the scene. 47 tackles. Uh, 32 solo, 15 assists. He did a lot of things. He had a sack, two tackles for loss, six pass breakups, two forced fumbles, and an interception. Took a little bit of a step back in 20. But in uh, this last year, um, still had an impact in that secondary. And I'm looking for him to continue that development. Because Utah State really is a development program. Unless you're a transfer who's coming in already with experience and somebody else has put time and energy into developing you, Andre Grayson is one of those guys you talked about, homegrown, developed through the system, getting experience, and improving his skill level. And I look forward to what he can do among a lot of other really experienced guys in that uh, in that corner group, cornerback group that Utah State has. Yeah, and I, and I had him a little higher uh, than 18, I think mostly because I figured he might be one of the starters. Um, he might not be a Johnny Carter, may end up getting that second starting spot. Um I forgot the name of the other guy. Um, Xavier Steele, uh, Michael Wanwanyu are yeah. the guys that are in the mix. Yeah, they're all kind of in that mix. So Grayson Jayden may not Smith. be an outright starter, um, but he's definitely going to get a lot of time. He's going to be a mainstay, you know, with, with being experienced. You know, they're going to rely on him a lot. 
And the secondary has been kind of an iffy spot for Utah State for a while. A lot of times they've given up big passing games to good quarterbacks. And they've had a hard time shutting down anybody other than like the incompetent in terms of passing. So when you get those experienced guys and you get, you know, they return returned all the coaches, so they're playing in the same system again, finally. Maybe that'll help shore up some of the issues they've had in the secondary, which, you know, has a knock-on effect on the front seven. You know, anytime you have an elite unit, you know, they feed off of each other. A great front seven helps out a secondary. A great secondary helps out the front seven, and they just, they just end up making each other better. Absolutely true. Yeah, those guys in the secondary, uh, especially in the corners, they have to have a big ego. Uh, right? They have to have that confidence that they can go one-on-one because they're usually going to be undersized. They have to go up against bigger players, uh, have to be able to make adjustments quicker. But what I like about Andre Grayson is that he's versatile too. Like He can not only defend a wide receiver on a long out route, uh, but he can also come up in pass coverage and pressure the quarterback. He's shown his, his ability to do that. He's had sacks. He's had tackles for loss. He can come off that corner blitz and uh, be a, somebody that can surprise uh, an offense that may not be paying that close attention to someone who's five foot eight out on the corner. Yeah, that's big because that's a, a big part of Utah State's offense is getting upfield and attacking the backfield. You know, they do it a lot with their defensive linemen, but corners can play play a big part. Like I said, just being surprised, like quarterback drops back and all of a sudden there's a corner sprinting at him. And that can be hard for a quarterback to get away from because the corners are obviously a little faster <laughs> than those uh, you know lumbering defensive linemen. Yes. So number eighteen on our list of top twenty-five Aggies, <coughs> quarterback Andre Grayson. Uh, we continue the countdown every weekday while we have the show um, uh, during the week, uh, leading up to uh, really it's going to go until August nineteenth. Yeah, August nineteenth, we'll reveal the number one on our list. Uh, and I know. Yeah, <laughs> probably not going to surprise you. Who's on yeah? I don't think one. it'll be a surprise to anybody who's number one on our list. But uh, maybe some surprises leading up to that. Uh, and if you want to weigh in, agree or disagree, should he be higher or lower? As uh, as he was placed on our panel of judges who put together our own lists to place him where he was. Uh, another quick timeout. When we come back, we'll get to some of the other guys who were some honorable mentions who uh, we who were considered to be in the top 25 Aggies of 2022. That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. Uh, Grantham Mobile Automotive Repair, on the go, ready to get your car back up and running if it's broken down, whether that's in your driveway or on the roadside. Uh, Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to you. Just give him a call. And professional, knows what he's doing. And uh, he'll find a way to get you back out on the road. 435-229-4345. Or maybe your AC has gone out. As hot as it's been, you don't, you need your AC running. So he can help you get that going too. 435-229-4345. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer... We'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. 
Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. SC Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. People from St. George to Rexburg drive to Logan to shop Utah's oldest jewelry store. And one major reason is price. When diamonds are compared up and down the Wasatch Front, S.E. Needham's is as lower or lower than any store in the state. We compete with any 50 to 70% off sales, student discounts, or so-called wholesale prices. So when it's time for an engagement ring, come to the store where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Hello, I'm Eco. Loveland Living Planet Aquarium has a new way to explore, discover, and learn. Dive to the depths of the ocean. Glide over the mighty Amazon rainforest. Connect with our living planet with Eco Voyager, an all-new fully immersive virtual reality experience. Reserve your visit at thelivingplanet.com. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. If you're about to turn 65, you have been bombarded with so much mail and pestering phone calls. Ditch the junk. We make Medicare easy. We will answer your questions and get you the information you need. We are your health insurance specialists. Call 752-9493. Having local help makes all the difference and there's no cost to you. We're here for you now and in the years to come. Call 752-9493 or visit lssins.com. I'm here with Mark Anderson from Anderson Seed and Garden. Mark, can you tell us a little about your experience with ChemDry of Northern Utah? You know, our carpets get really dirty at Anderson Seed and Garden, and we clean every January. Our timing is is kind of difficult. I called Daryl, and he was amazing to work around our schedule. They came in and cleaned our carpets. They looked like brand new when they were all done, and uh, they've just been amazing to work with. ChemDry of Northern Utah, ChemDry of Northern Utah. 752-6100. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and a beautiful new office complex at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North, 400 East North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. And once again, congratulations to all the best in Northern Utah winners presented by Campbell's Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. If you haven't picked up your own magazine yet, there's a lot of places where you can do that. They're free. Great guide for what's uh, the great businesses in our community. Or you can just go online, bestofnorthernutah.com to check out the winners, gold and silver winners from throughout Northern Utah. Uh, so we talked about number 18 in our top 25 Aggies of 2022. 
Um, but there were a number of players who received some votes or some recognition on a variety of lists that were contributed, but did not make the top 25. And so I know, Jason, you went through a few of the honorable mentions the other day, but I think it's worth mentioning some of our others who were on the list. Uh, and one of those is uh, Philip Paya. And uh, here is a, a transfer uh, from Power 5 program. Um, his impact earlier in the season wasn't really seen a lot, but I think as the season went on, either he got more comfortable with the defense or the defensive coaches got more comfortable with him because he started to show more and more of an impact later in the season for USU. And uh, he, he brings that experience back to that defensive line who lost a few guys, and he's going to have an opportunity to play a larger role. Yeah, he's definitely going to step in. He's going to be one of the main rotation guys. Um, maybe he won't be a star. We'll have to see if he manages to make a, you know, a huge impact stepping into his bigger role. But, you know, he's definitely going to play a big role, you know, with this defensive line, you know, replacing some of the guys like Marcus Moore and whatnot. Yes, true. Uh, another one is Nine-Eye Davis, wide receiver. Um, look, he looked he looked good in spring. Uh, this was a guy that um, kind of – I don't want to say surprised me because I knew he was had the potential to be kind of fast and, and exciting, um, but he made some great catches, and he looks like he has that potential. I don't know that he's going to be a starter, but he, he could be a rotation guy in, once again, a, a year where we see a lot of experience and, and talent in that wide receiver room. Yeah, I, I think just for him, I mean, coming being like a redshirt freshman – the wide receiver room is going to be a little too crowded. I didn't include him on my list just because I feel like he's so far down, um, you know, the wide receiver group. Uh, he's a guy who may end up blossoming a little later in his time at Utah State, provided he doesn't transfer, which is obviously just a reality we have to deal with is a lot of guys will transfer. So we'll see. Like I said, super speedy guy, may make his impact as a return man this season. Mm. Um, that seems to yeah. be his role that he's going to, you know, that's something he may solidify as his role as opposed to you know, being an actual wide receiver this year. so And that, that's kind of where Devin Tompkins started. He started out kind of his first little bits was as uh, he was kind of a kick returner alongside Savon Scarver. He was back there, and then I think he did some punt returns um, and then was able to move into being a wide receiver. Um, so Davis could kind of have a similar path there. Um, but we'll see. I, I don't know how much we'll really see of Davis this year, but he's somebody who could blossom later. Yeah, I, I think I like the, the thought about him in the return game. That's that's pretty wide open after Savon Scarver is, has gone and um, Devin Tompkins and a few others who were just fantastic in the return game. That is kind of a wide open position for a lot of guys. Uh, somebody else who got uh, some recognition um, in the votes that came through was <laughs> Levi Williams. And this was a really intriguing pickup for Utah State, getting the quarterback from uh, Wyoming who looked Great against Utah State, looked great in the bowl game, had some iffy games here and there in between, but um, is very similar in how he approaches the game and how he looks like Andrew Peasley, who, who we just made a swap, we made a trade yeah. with Wyoming on that one. Seems like Levi Williams maybe a slightly better version of Andrew Peasley, maybe a little more capable of playing quarterback um, in terms of a down-in 
down out, you know, as opposed to just running all the time. Of course, Levi Williams does run all the time. So that's why, obviously, he compares well to the style of Peasley. They're the same kind of archetype. Run around, cause chaos, just cause absolute problems for other teams. Utah State found that out very, yes. very quickly. Um, and honestly, I thought he would come in and be the second best quarterback in the room. I thought he would probably upstage Cooper Lagarde. It seems like uh, Lagarde's maybe maintaining his backup status because he's probably a better quarterback, pure quarterback. Um, so it, it, it's weird that we got three, all three quarterbacks. You know, the top three quarterbacks are all on this list. And I kind of touched on this. This may be the first time I've ever actually really considered, like, you could go three deep in terms of quarterbacks I'd feel comfortable starting. Yeah, I, I totally agree. If if any any quarterback under center for some reason gets hurt, and then the next guy gets hurt, I, I think we should Aggie fans should still have confidence that that next guy, whomever it is, could still give the team a chance to win the game. Yeah, I, I think there's there's experience, there's talent, and there's skill. Um, three deep, and it is kind of interesting on a top 25 list with some honorable mentions, you get the starter, who we haven't revealed his position yet, <laughs> the backup quarterback, and then the other backup quarterback, who who could still be in the running to be the number two, but we've already mentioned Cooper Lagat at number 20, but um, but Levi Williams could make it very interesting in the year as fall camp starts to unfold. Yeah, I know a lot of people brag about how, oh, yeah, our quarterback room goes three deep. And I've heard that from teams that I've followed and rooted for or seen. I know BYU brags about that all the time, but, like, usually I brush that off as, no, that's not true. You don't go three deep. Utah State might actually go three deep. Like I said, it's the first time I've ever really thought that about a team that I've that I've been around. Um, Austin... Gonna help me out with the last name, the pronunciation. Now, don't look at me. <laughs> uh, Leausa. Uh, we'll we'll go with that. Offensive lineman uh, for Utah State. Just again, one of the other. He falls into that group of the 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 returning and and new talent and experience that's there for Utah State on that offensive line, and he's part of that group. Yep. Just just more depth. There's there's a lot of you know. Not really any elite offensive linemen in this group, but a bunch of them that are decent, that you're, uh, that you're comfortable there. Uh, we can make, maybe make an argument for Alfred Edwards. I know you're not quite as high no, on him as some I, others I guess are. That I'm saying elite. Alfred Edwards is good, although I don't even think he's the best offensive lineman in the group. Uh, he was not the top on my list. No, he's tops on everyone else's list. I have a different lineman top on my list. But that's based off my own observation and analysis. Um but yeah, like, like I said, I don't know if there's anybody who's elite, elite in terms of offensive line, but they have several good ones, and then a bunch of decent ones. And Austin <laughs> is okay. among those. So his pronunciation, according to the media guide, le uh, le uh, usa, le, le uh, usa, le usa. Yeah. Now he was a uh, played at Southern Utah. Uh, so they, you know, they did that weird thing where they played their season in the spring and then they played again in the fall and so he uh it was an impact player for them and then transferred to utah state and uh, will be part of utah state's uh, offensive line coming up this fall yeah so while there's some 
you know, a lot of returners, but it feels like there is some competition that could really be coming, some incoming transfers who are impact, you know, for their, you know, some junior colleges or uh, Southern Utah FBS? Or are they yes. still? Okay. They're FBS. I think they recently moved up to FBS. So, yes, lower level FBS um, and Juco. So, they're really bringing in the depth where the depth wasn't as good last year. No. But this year, it seems to be notably better. At, right. At, at, at real key positions, uh, there is. I mean, Logan Bonner spent a lot of his time on his back yeah, last l- year. Yeah, a little too much. <laughs> and knocked out of games too often. Uh, I think that has definitely been addressed with. Uh, part of it's just the guys that are returning and that are back for one more year, but then a few other guys have been brought in. And add uh, experience and depth to that to that room. Yeah, and they're going to push the guys. It's like, all right, if you don't do your job, like at, at times you weren't doing your job last year, we're going to come in and replace you. Nine three one five on our full court press text line. Who could turn out to be elite by the end of the football season? On the offensive line, probably nobody. They're uh, mostly are who they are. I mean, if we're talking about breakout guys who could be elite elsewhere. Several of the wide receivers could do that. Um, yes. I know one defensive lineman who I put very high on my list. I think he'll be elite by the end of the season, or at least good. Um, it's it's kind of like when we asked that question, like, who on this roster do you think could make the NFL? And my answer was no, which is almost a similar question because elite players go to the NFL. Um, so, I mean, if it's offensive line, my answer is nobody. Yeah. Uh, if other other positions, there's some possibility. Uh, nine three one five with a follow up. Uh, I'm starting to think junior college transfers are being overlooked due to transfer portal. I think you're totally correct. Much, much more intriguing to get somebody who's already the Division one level, who's received some level of a of of training and investment from another program, than to go to the junior college ranks and bring them over. Uh, that will be a really interesting trend to watch, especially if this does go through where the NCAA says you could transfer as many times as you want without yeah. any limits. Well, it's like because it used to be, you know, Utah State would go to the JUCO ranks, find the stars there, bring them up, try and make them rotations or maybe even stars uh, the D1 level. Now it's you bring the guys from the, the P5 cast-offs, bring them in. Right. The guys who are former four-star recruits, and you're bringing them in so you can get these talented guys who, you know, whiffed at the P5 level and try and make them stars here, immediate fill-in rotation guys. Right. If if those guys who just weren't getting the chances at a P5 level say, hey, look, come here, you'll play a lot, and you'll be a star. And that's been the case. It has worked. And they're going more that route than somebody who has been putting in their time and trying to create a case for themselves at the junior college level. Yeah, there's like four or five guys on our top 25 list that are basically non-producers for their entire college career, but they're P5 guys, and they're coming to Utah State, so they become immediate potential impact players. Yes. Uh, all right, we'll get into a few more of our uh, honorable mentions. I'd love to get any more of your reactions as we are on the eve of Utah State Media Day where uh, we get to talk to coaches and players tomorrow. In anticipation of Utah State football opening their camp this weekend, 435-339-0321, the chime in on the Full Court Press text line.
Mountain West Motors, Logan's truck and SUV dealership that has customized vehicles all over their lot. And that's where you can find your next adventure, whether it's hauling trailers, hauling kids, roaming the mountains. Mountain West Motor has a unique selection of vehicles, specially suited for how you want to uh, enjoy life, really. So visit mwmotor.com or stop by 615 North Main in Logan. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. How many years has it been since you were married? One year? Ten years? Longer? This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter how many years it's been, you always remember just how you felt. Show her you love her all over again with something special from Jarek's. We can help you surprise her or bring her in and you can pick it out together. Maybe it's restyling the old ring or upgrading to a larger diamond that she just may have hinted about. No matter how many years it's been, let us help make it special on your anniversary. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it jealous. This is Ryan My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Preston Golf and Country Club is now taking registrations for the Preston City Amateur to be played August 5th and 6th. You may pick up your tee time on Friday the 5th. Saturday, you'll be paired within your flight by score with the best scores teeing off last. Entry fee is $76 for the event and does not include cart. There will be hole prizes on every hole on both days of the tournament. To register, please contact a pro shop and schedule your Friday tee time. Call 208-852-2408 now to get your preferred starting time. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Napa Auto Parts Bucket Sale continuing, uh, where you can get a lot of great deals on a lot of different things. Put uh, whatever you can in a five-gallon bucket for $5.49. Get 20% off three or more items that fit in the buckets. A few exclusions do apply. That's Napa Auto parts. Uh, last minute of the show here, just uh, Utah State basketball with some news. Uh, the Aggies will face Seattle in the opening round of the Diamond Head Classic in uh, in Hawaii, and uh, the the following or following the opening game of the tournament um, against Iona and SMU. That'll be on Thursday, December twenty second. Games continue on Friday, December twenty third. And Sunday, December 25th, 
Yeah, Seattle, a tough team. Went 23-9 last year. Uh, looking at the roster, I haven't double-checked to see if anybody's transferred to, like, move up. But, like, their contributors filled with sophomores and juniors. A lot of great players who could still be with the team. Yeah, it's a good matchup. It's a good tournament to be in. And, gosh, if Utah State ends up going to the Hawaii Bowl, maybe you go out to Hawaii for the holidays and see some basketball and football. What do you I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Ever since the Niners traded up to draft Trey Lance, the writing's been on the wall for Jimmy Garoppolo. Lance is the future in San Francisco, and that future is now. That became evident after Garoppolo was granted permission to seek a trade earlier this month. And if that wasn't enough, yesterday Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan stated the team was ready for Lance to take over. We've seen quarterbacks have success after sitting for a year, but Lance's situation in San Francisco is a little trickier. The Niners have a Super Bowl cap caliber roster, and the team has consistently remained a contender with Garoppolo. Lance looked overwhelmed in limited action last year. There's still a lot of room for the young signal caller to grow. Lance is just 22. It's impossible for us to know how the young quarterbacks has progressed in the offseason, but if Lance can't put it all together after sitting an entire season, Kyle Shanahan may regret handing over a championship caliber roster to a young, inexperienced quarterback. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.